Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and we've got a lot of news to talk about. We have already broken down the 53-man final roster that changed (laughs) the next day. Uh, But um, anyway, we have 10 practice squad additions and um, a move to the IR. We signed another player, but probably the most important news today... This is going to come a little bit later on in uh, this episode. Practice report, we are getting back a lot of very key contributors, starters on this defense. A lot of good news, so stay tuned for that. But before we move on, we've got to talk about this practice squad. Because if you jump back to the previous episode where I go through and break down the entire 53-man roster, here's the deal. 49ers Twitter and myself, we were upset about a handful of things. I did miss on two players, which I got to kind of give myself a little pat on the back. It did pretty well with the overall um, projections, but... Man, a lot of people were really, really upset by some of the players we cut. And the good news is this, good news, bad news. Only one player that we cut was claimed by another team. And I don't think anybody would have guessed it would have been linebacker David Mayo. He got claimed by the New York Giants, which is absolutely great. Very, very happy for him. But that meant a lot of the younger players that we waived or cut, we were able to bring back. So you get 10 players on the practice squad a year, and that's openly revolving. The life of a practice squad player is rather interesting. Basically, what they do is they get a little bit less than $8,000 a week, and it's a week-by-week-by-week-by-week job. So it's always revolving. Now, the, the one of the best things about the 49ers and one of the worst things about the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan loves players he knows. Um, if he has coached them before, they get automatic precedent over talent throughout the NFL. He wants people he has worked with before. So the good news is last year's, the 2018 practice squad, eight out of the 10 players on the initial practice squad were eventually activated and played in a game. So uh, The practice squad for the 49ers might be the most valuable in the NFL. Uh, Very, very active. There's lots of movement up and down um, from the practice squad and back. And if you were on the practice squad before and you get cut, they'll bring you back. So let's look. Let's take just a trip down memory lane here to 2018 last year's practice squad and listen to these eight names. Nick Mullins, (laughs) who was almost traded for a mid-round pick this year, goes from undrafted free agent practice squad to one of the best backups in the entire NFL already. Uh, Wide receiver Steven Dunbar, he got some playing time. Tight end Ross Dwelly, who is now going to be our tight end number two. Emmanuel Mosley, who 
man, if Kawan Williams is out, which I don't think that he will be week one, like he would be our dime corner, possibly our nickel backup as well. So he's jumped up. Defensive back Tyvis Powell, which he got a couple games to start. He's moved on, thankfully. Uh, defensive line Niall Scott got some playtime last year. Guard Najee Torin, whom we did not bring back this year. And running back Jeff Wilson, who seems to have become kind of a fan favorite. I think most of the uproar over the 49ers' initial 53-man roster were Demontre Moore. Sorry, I was in that that camp for sure. And then Jeff Wilson Jr. And, you know, we kept all those tight ends. We have four tight ends on our active roster, and we added another one to our practice squad this year. So it's a little bit unconventional whenever you look at the numbers that we have. Because you usually almost always have a quarterback on your practice squad. We don't this year. Because we have those three quarterbacks, I'm not sure how long that's going to last. But uh, let's jump now to the ten names. And almost all of them are familiar. We only have one new face here. So this is the ten people that have all officially signed to the 2019 practice squad. Um, first up was Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, linebacker. Elijah Lee, that was one of the guys that I really wanted to keep. Cannot believe that we were able to get him back on um, practice squad. I think a big deal with him was his injury. Uh, there's not a lot of tape on him this um, preseason. So uh, we got super lucky there. That was probably my favorite a practice squad signing was Elijah Lee. I think that that guy, who would have guessed our linebacker core would be so deep. It is absolutely incredible. You know, we kept five linebackers on the roster, but then we bring back two more for our practice squad. Um, and I feel totally confident with either one of these guys taking snaps, um, you know, in the, in the regular season. No problems there. Defensive end, Jeremiah Valoga. Man, this guy came in late. Uh, he was one of the late additions and just showed up right off the bat. Really excited to see that he came in and earned a spot. Defensive tackle Kevin Givens. A lot of people really like his game. I, He's he's a big boomer bust guy. He either has a great play or a bad play, but there's a lot of depth there which it, you know, on this roster at defensive tackle. So this should tell you how the 49ers front office and coaching staff see Kevin Givens because we have so much depth there, we didn't need this play, but it just shows you kind of who he is. We did this last year a little bit with Julian Taylor. We just stashed him on the inactive every week. He, he was on the roster, but he never really suited up. Safety, Marcel Harris. So, you know, we went from having just three safeties on our roster at the initial 53, right? So we had Jimmy Ward, we had Tart, and then we had Tavarius Moore, and that was it. Well, hey, we signed Marcel Harris, then we placed Contavious Street on the injured reserve. He's allowed to come back, and then we bring in an additional guy uh, who we all know, Anton Exum. So we go from three to five safeties within 24 hours uh, just to help everybody sleep at night. And number six, running back Jeff Wilson Jr. As we jump over to the offensive side, holy cow, um, Absolutely amazing. The running back depth, even with Jarek McKinnon on IR, is still stout. I do not, not saying I don't care if we can handle an injury. I do not, I don't think Jeff Wilson Jr. is anywhere near Raheem Mostert, but I do think that he is a average running back in the NFL. And I think that's saying a lot for a guy that was undrafted, excited to see what he will do. At some point in this season, somebody's going to get hurt out of that backfield. It's just the NFL. It happens. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. will be brought up 
to the active roster at some point. Uh, wide receiver Malik Henry, the just kind of all-out athletic speedster. Excited to have him. Tight end Daniel Helm, just in case we, we needed another tight end to bring back. Um, number nine, Ross Reynolds. Guard Ross Reynolds, who's kind of been up and down. You know, he, he's done some different things, but excited to have him. And then the number 10 guy, this is the guy that I want to spend time talking about. Offensive tackle, Ryan Pope. This guy is gigantic. And if you had Kyle Shanahan draw up, you know, do a Madden-created character at left tackle or right tackle, it's going to be Ryan Pope as far as from the physicality, how he is built. Six foot seven, 320 pounds, and 84-inch wingspan. So this guy is a little bit taller than Mike McGlinchey, and his arms are about four inches longer <laughs> than Mike McGlinchey. Like, he looks... He looks like a first-round pick whenever you just turn on the film and you watch how he moves. Very agile, very quick. Now, he is a much better run blocker than he is pass protection. He's not bad in pass protection, but he's out of San Diego State, State, and he was kind of up and down because he didn't get a lot of starting time early on, but the junior-senior season, he was jumping back and forth between left tackle and right tackle and ended up second-team all um, Mountain West Conference, which is, you know, that's solid. <laughs> but the problem that he has is this. One, he does not sustain blocks well. He is great at first contact, and so he initiates contact. He's in perfect position, but he just doesn't lock onto the defender, and he doesn't take control. So he, he's a great blocker for one to two seconds and then after that he's not one of those guys if your quarterback scrambling or everybody's covered you don't want him in pass protection if your quarterback doesn't get rid of the ball in four seconds now because he is so raw and unfiltered he has time to grow um, this is much more of a ceiling play than it is anything else. If one of our starting tackles went down, I do not believe Ryan Pope would really even be activated right now. I think it would be school and Brunskill, but um, this gives us leverage for the future because if an injury did take place after week six, perhaps, and he's kind of caught onto the system, he is somebody that could be out there for sure. And, and as I said, when this kid gets into space, whether that's as a puller or a screen or whatever, he looks unbelievable. And you have to think about what San Diego State has done in the running game while this kid was there. You know, Rashad Penny, um, you can even go back before that uh, with the little guy that the Eagles drafted. I forget his name off the top of my head, but... Their running style is absolutely what Kyle Shanahan wants. He's just got to clean it up a lot. So the potential's there, but he's he's a practice squad player for a reason. So huge upside, but super raw. Um, this could pay off. This really could pay off. And speaking of things paying off, we got to talk about my bookie. Holy freaking cow. I wouldn't be telling you guys about this if I didn't think they were the best and I used them myself. Um, you know, I, I talked about this earlier. Whenever the Dolphins traded away Laramie Tunzel, the first thing that I did, I went to my bookie. I put in a bet for which team's going to have the worst record, and I put all my money on the Miami Dolphins. They are absolutely awful. So all you got to do, um, I'm going to post the link to click on here, or you can go to mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, use the promo code 49ers, or click on that link. And what they're going to do is 
they're going to match your initial deposit for a thousand all the way up to a thousand dollars if you just want to throw on 50 bucks and get 50 bucks that's an option for you there too and the cool thing about it is you can bet as much as you want if you just want to throw two dollars down on a game then you can do that. Uh, you know, the lines for the 49ers Tampa Bay game week one, it's a coin flip. There's no point spread or anything. Uh, usually what happens is the home team gets credited three points. It's about a three-point swing if you're at home versus on the road. So the fact that this is a you know zero-sum game, there's no point spread, lets us know the 49ers are the better team and they're favored by three. Um, I did put some money down on that game as well. But again, head over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers, and they're going to match it 4-9-ERS. You play, you win, you get paid. So head over there and check that out. It's a lot of fun, too. Um, and you can even play with a, do a free play if you just want to see how it works where it's not actual money. And you can kind of play around with that so you feel very comfortable with how everything works. And you can bet on everything over there. Now, there is some news that I want to talk about that keeps coming out of Santa Clara. And we might have even more news after this episode. But I wanted to get some content out there just because, man, we've got to talk about all the stuff that's going on. Right off the bat, Nick Bosa, we've got to talk about him. He practiced for the first time today. There's video out on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman, you can see the videos. Um, I've retweeted them on there. He looks good. He looks really, really good. And even Ian Rappaport on NFL Network, they had a camera crew at the 49ers practice today just filming Nick Bosa and nothing else. Um, and that's how valuable this kid is. The fact that you know the NFL Network will send an entire crew to the 49ers practice before week one just to see if Nick Bosa is practicing, and he is. Uh, Rappaport said he will play this week, and it's looking like he will be on the field was the exact quote that he used. So that is the best news. Now, I talked briefly about Contavious Street, how he's being placed on IR, and I want to make sure we understand the difference because there's two types of IR. Contavious Street is on IR. He can come back after week eight, so his season is not over. However, Jarek McKinnon, Sean Coleman, Nick Williams, and Tim Harris, they are done for the year for the 49ers. None of them are allowed to take one snap for the 49ers. If they get cut and do an injury settlement, they could sign with another team but uh, and still play this year. But they are, they're on our roster, so unless we do an injury settlement, then those guys are just done for the year. Tim Harris, also the only draft choice that we had that didn't make the initial 53. We still have rights for him next year. Um, but he's just going to be done for the year. Once we put Contavious Street on IR, we brought back Anton Exum Jr., um, so that completed our 53-man whatever. He started seven games for us last year. He is a player. Now, a lot of people on you know 49ers Twitter get upset because they're Adrian Colbert fans or you know they want Eric Berry. I get all those things, and I'm not disagreeing with you there, but this coaching staff loves um, Exum because he can play free safety and he can play strong safety. Again, going back to that versatility, they've got to have you be able to play all these different places, whatever else, but this should allow us to keep players where they should be. Uh, the bringing back of Exum means DJ Reed will stay at corner. That's great news for him because that's where he can be successful. So, as I said earlier, we have four actual safeties now, which is nice, um, with one on the practice squad, which is great. And again, DJ Reed could go there in a pinch, but we don't want to do that. 
Now, Jason Verrett got a practice today as well and looked absolutely great. He even changed his number from 2 to 27. We have quite a few number changes. But the fact that Jason Verrett is already out there, you know, we had these two guys go down pretty much the same day with uh, ankle sprains, uh, high ankle sprains, Jason Ferret and Nick Bosa. And the coaching staff, which is the most optimistic injury predictors ever, they kept saying, you know, oh, they'll be back by week one. They'll be back by week one. They'll be back by week one. Well, this time and in these two situations, it seemed to work out very well. So Jason Ferret is back and practicing. So is Nick Bosa. I expect both to play in week one. Curious to see if Verrett will get many snaps, if snaps at all. Do they use them as the dime corner? Do they just put them on special teams? If uh, Witherspoon struggles, does he go in? Do they alternate series? Really, really curious. I'm going to be watching that the whole time because this is the strength. Uh, at, we're going to do an entire preview episode of the Tampa Bay Bucks, but their strength is the passing game. One of the worst rushing teams in the NFL. Offensive line is awful. Running backs are awful. Uh, probably the worst running back core in the entire NFL. But their wide receivers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, top-notch, absolutely incredible. We'll talk more about that later on in the week. couple other number changes. Aziz Al-Shahar changed to 51. Um, and again, with our practice squad guys, they got their numbers. Jeff Wilson, 30. Kevin Givens, 90. Uh, Valuga, 92. Ryan Pope is going to be number 71. So uh, I'm a numbers guy. I like uniforms, so I thought I'd throw that in there. I, I know some people maybe not so much. Now, not only is Verrett back, but Kawan Williams practiced today. He has been out for a very long time, and that nickel position – Holy freaking cow. Um, it is turning into one of severe, just insane depth with Mosley, DJ Reed, Quan Williams, and shoot, who starts there? Is it Jimmy Ward, who looked absolutely unbelievable in the first, or his only preseason action? What do you do there? Personally, if Kawan Williams is 100%, I want him out there. If he is down, then I probably want Jimmy Ward, but I want everybody to get some snaps in there because the ceiling on DJ Reed is probably the highest. And then if you look at Mosley, there's something about that kid that's special. And when he is on the field, it just looks right. So we have these four guys that can play all over, um, but that kind of slot nickel and slot dime is it, we've got to get them out there. So very, very curious to see what's going to go on there. And then another thing too, you know, OJ Howard, it's hard for me not to break down this game. <laughs> it's going to be another episode, John, just wait. But OJ Howard, one of the most predominant tight ends in the league, who is going to be responsible for guarding this guy? Probably going to be Tart. Um, but I would love to see Mosley stick that guy. He just, does not give up separation. So we'll see what's going on there. Now, a couple bad news. You know, the offensive side, for the amount of depth that we have at the slot corner position, we are the exact opposite for the slot wide receiver position. And so, you know, you mirror those two, and they always match up against each other. Jalen Hurd and Trent Taylor are still not practicing. So it seems like both those players are already ruled out for week one. Um you don't want to rush them back, but that's rough. So that brings us now to five active wide receivers on the roster already, and that's it. Now, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have five wide receivers. That's relatively normal. The problem is, man, who goes where? 
So your, your two starters, you're going to have Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis, but then Richie James would probably be the first guy out there in the slot and three wide receiver sets. Or if you're in the goal line, then you put uh, Ken, uh, Kendrick Bourne out there. So just got to be curious how many snaps Debo Samuels get. How early does it take him to get in? My guess would be second or third drive. Or if we have a long sustained uh, drive to start the game, I could see him getting in after, you know, play seven or eight, something like that. Kyle Shanahan likes to move his wide receivers in and out of the lineup, but there's a lot of question marks on what it is. We don't know what we're going to see. We don't know the wide receiver rotation, um, and I it's just going to be fun. We're going to see everybody play a lot, especially all those wide receivers. So those Richie James and Kendrick Bourne truthers, don't worry. You're going to get your chance to shine, or it's going to go bad. But whichever, whatever way that goes, that's whatever. Now, again, I mentioned earlier David Mayo was the only person that was picked up by another team. The Giants picked him up. I cannot believe Demontre Moore has not been picked up. Uh, I know he's been around the league for a while. He's with the AAF. He led the entire NFL in pass ru- uh, pressures during the preseason. Um, I The only thing I know is I don't want to see Solomon Thomas playing on the edge during a pass rush situation, especially if Bosa is healthy and it's going to be out there. Please keep Solomon Thomas inside. Please, Lord, keep him inside. Now, the biggest positions of need still, if we just kind of take a step back and look at this 49ers roster, which, man, I've got to be honest. You know, you look at this year's 53 compared to last year's compared to the year before. Almost across the board, this roster is much better. Um, It has improved. So you could talk about draft you know, misses. You could talk about horrible free agent signings, Malcolm Smith, Jarek McKinnon, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. The team has improved. Has it improved to the likes that we all want? Maybe not. But you got to give it to these guys. They are putting a better product out there on the field now than we have the previous few years. Now, will the results bear that? I don't know. But depth is huge. Um, we have cornerstone pieces in on offense and defense that fit the schematic um, plan that we have, it's great. Now, let's look at the flip side of that. Where are the positions that maybe aren't doing too well? And th- there's really just two glaring needs, uh, possibly three. One is the offensive line. Our starters are fine. We are returning our five starters from last year. Not a lot of teams can say that. However, the right guard is a huge question mark, and depth across the entire after Ben Garland is just abysmal. So for the 49ers who have had so many problems with injuries over the past few years, we have not planned accordingly or not planned well to improve this team on the offensive line. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens Gotta stay healthy. Gotta stay healthy. And then the second one is definitely safety. Safety was not addressed whatsoever again in the offseason, just like offensive tackle or guard. You could say, you know, bringing in school that we addressed tackle, but you're going to wait that long to bring somebody in. I don't think that's truly addressing it. Um, the safety position's a mess. Tart, he could show flashes. And Tarvarius Moore, he's going to get the start probably. I'm very, very excited to see what he's going to do. If they put Jimmy Ward back there at free safety, I'm going to be pissed off. They better not do that. But they might. Who knows? If Kwan Williams is healthy, they're going to find a way to get Jimmy Ward on the field. And I'm cool with that. I just don't want him playing free safety. I just don't think that's his spot. And then the cornerback position. You know, Jason Verrett comes back and kind of shores that up. But 
Sherman, he looks better. He looks great. You know, probably his worst play all of last year was against Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. So he gets to go against that guy <laughs> right off the bat week one. Witherspoon on the other side, so up and down. He's either the best player on the field or the worst player on the field. Which one are we going to get? If he does struggle early, does does the coaching staff go with Ferret and just kind of keep him on the side after that? Like, th- There's a lot of options there, and I- I'm just so excited. But these are the three concerns. And I'll say this. There is no NFL team that is solid top to bottom. Not the Patriots, who have won a lot of Super Bowls. Not the Rams, who are Saints, who probably have two of the best rosters. Not the Chiefs. The way the NFL salary cap is built nowadays, you have to have weaknesses on your team. Um, there's not one team that's just solid throughout. Not even close. So the fact that you know we can pinpoint these positions and that there are question marks at these positions, you know, offensive line, safety, corners, but they could be awesome. Every one of those groups could actually be just unbelievable. And if that's the case, if those kind of weak spots or the weak links in our roster step up and play like at a decent level, they don't need to be elite, then holy cow, um, who knows what can happen? Because this team, we're a borderline playoff team. You know, if we come out and we win less than, you know, seven games or less, that's a disappointment. So the roster is set. The practice squad is set. There's a lot of depth. I'm so excited. A lot of excitement around this. We're going to have a preview episode of the Tampa Bay versus 49ers game where we just break down the enemy, all those things. Also, and this is huge, question satchel episode, our version of a Q&A. Get those questions in to me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman or email me. 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com. So any question you want. So we're going to have both of those episodes coming up soon. But until then, stay strong, faithful. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.